This week's coffee is going to be Columbia Finca Santuario Heliconis Bourbon. A mouthful, I know. So hello everybody and welcome to episode 170 of In My Mug. I'm your host Stephen Layton and as I said this week's going to be all about an old favourite returning but also kind of returning in a little bit of a new guise which I'm very excited about. Um, I'm also very excited uh, to be delivering this coffee this week because it did rather well in a barista competition. Um, well done to Dale Harris who is my uh, wholesale director here at Has Been. Uh, who competed in the Southwest Regional Heats um, and won, which, big round of applause to Dale. Um, but not only did he win, he got best cappuccino uh, using this coffee, he got best espresso and best signature drink using its yellow brother, of which I shall tell you some more uh, a little bit later as we go on. Um, but like super, super proud and super, super impressed that he, he used this coffee and it's kind of really good because it just arrived and we've been waiting for it forever and it arrived just in time. So uh, it seems a good time to be doing it. So before we get into the coffee, um, I wanted to tell you that it's one of our direct trade coffees from Colombia, from the container that arrived uh, last week. Um, but I never really say what direct trade actually means. So um, it means lots of different things to lots of different roasters and um, I don't think it's necessarily very clear. I have tried to write blog posts in the past about it, um, but I don't seem to really get the words quite right in the way that I wanted to say it. So we've made a video that I'm showing you now um, and this is going to show <coughs> in full um, basically what direct trade means to us as a company uh, and I'm going to show it you in the half time bit where I go off and make the drinks. Um, but anything that you see with a sticker on it, I'm going to show the sticker on the screen now, um, and the subscribers will have already seen this, um, means it will be included in our end of year report for direct trade, where we're hoping that we can tell you lots about the relationship, lots about the coffee, the prices that we paid for it, and the plans for the future with those producers. So I see this as a really exciting project that's kind of going to grow, um, and if you've got anything that you would like us to kind of look at with it too, I'd be really cool have feedback on it. But anyway, the coffee. As I've said, um, we have seen this before. Uh, this time it's a UK exclusive, uh, which makes me very, very happy um, uh, you know, to have such a uh, high quality coffee in our stable. Ignore the background noise of during the, doing this during the day today, so uh, while well, everybody's working. So there'll be lots of noises. Um, the story with this coffee starts back in 2009 when we had lots of problems trying to find a great Colombian. Uh, you would not believe how much hard work it seemed to be at the time. Um, Colombia's a strange place. They've got, they're a real changing country for coffee. Coffee yields have been on a terrible downward slide. A lot of it because people aren't growing coffee anymore. Also a lot of it being hoovered up by big companies that didn't care about quality but also that they've had a massive problem with leaf rust in the country, um, which I'll talk about more in a minute. But, um, 
so anyway, coffee in 2009, um, that was just the typical crop. This is the Bourbon lot. Um, and we bought it and we thought, well, we'll try it. And we bought enough for around about three, four months until the new crop arrived. Uh, as it was, it sold out in about six weeks. Um, super popular. Um, and we had to wait for the new crop to come. So the new crop came and we bought the Bourbon, which we're talking about here, which was the red Bourbon. And we bought more of the Typica. Again, we bought a very good amount of it. Um, and it still flew out the door. And I think it became pretty much a favourite farm with you guys. And for us, a, you know, a producer that just did great quality. But then we just run out, started talking to Camillo in email, and then we found out that the importer who had been bringing it in had decided they weren't going to carry it this year. So all of that hard work, searching, cupping, was kind of going to be wasted. Um, so it, basically I decided I had to do something about it. So we jumped on an aeroplane. As it was, the World Barista Championships were happening in Colombia, and it wasn't too much trouble to tag a couple of days on the front to go out to see Camillo and try and fix it and try and work it out. Um, luckily, Camillo was up for that and he picked me up in Cali and he took me to... No, we didn't go to Santuario, which I'm still devastated about, but the roads are very difficult to get to and if the weather's not right, you can't get there. But we did go and spend some time going around uh, some other farms uh, as with, who work with an exporter who he works with. Um, and quickly, I got to know that this guy's a genius. I mean, he uh, has a great reputation. He sells to some of the greatest buyers. Uh, you know, I kind of, I'm very proud to be in the association of the guys who buy his coffees. It, it, it's amazing. Um, but he, he's also an experimenter. He's a trier. So this whole varietal thing is something that he's been playing with. Um, he's been kind of trying things with climate change, where leaf rust, as I was saying, is a big problem. Um, he has been trying uh, different things where he's been using covers and canopies and irrigation and different plant strains and different plant stock. Um, where other farmers have been planting Castillo, Catimor, Colombia. Uh, Camillo's been playing, planting Typica, Bourbon, Mocha, uh, and uh, other amazing tasting varietals, whereas Catimor, Castillo, Colombia tend to be very kind of not great tasting coffees and that's what matters to me and interestingly that's what matters to Camillo. Uh, he will work with varietals purely for their intrinsic value, um, not their yield or not their resistance to a certain pest or disease. Um, he's constantly asking questions, he's constantly trying to develop things. So the irrigation thing, you know, this is a question that where he is the rains have been less predictable um, so irrigation has become much more important, and that's helped his yield because of that. Um, he even built a giant uh, greenhouse, and I'll show you a picture on the screen now, um, uh, for an experiment, you know, experimental lot on growing coffee undercover. So this guy's willing to try different things. This kind of crazy approach to growing um, it just yielded results for him. The land where Santuario is... Uh, wasn't a coffee farm until 11, 12 years ago, where Camillo decided he was going to buy a farm that got cattle grazing on it. Um, you know, rather barren, not very well looked after or tended, but he saw the potential with kind of the altitude, which is 1,800 to 2,100 metres. Uh, temperatures, where he was up on the farm, and he was telling me about this, that he had this temperature recorder where he would go, put it on the farm and go and see what the temperatures were doing during the day and night, so he'd got like a, a mean. 
and he was seeing really low temperatures at night, like really on the cusp of being too cold, but not quite, and really high temperatures during the day. Again, not too high, but just right. Um, and he saw real possibilities in the land. So employing an agronomist to make sure that the soils were right and make sure that that was managed properly and careful varietal selection. So not just randomly going, oh, this is in vogue, this is cool, we'll plant this. Looking for what the temperatures and the rainfall and all the other things could, could be good for the land, um, you end up with this farm. And he's kind of built a farm that if I was going to build a farm, and you know, one day I promise I will, um, but if I was going to build a farm, this is the kind of farm I would, I would build um, because the Tipica is amazing. The Tipica from the farm is stunning. And Tipica works really well in there, but he didn't just stop it there. He got the Bourbon that we're talking about here. Uh, Maragajeep he's planted there, which we cut this year, and we were interested, but it was a little bit too expensive for us. Um, the Geisha, which is very expensive, very, very expensive. Um, but it's just a beautifully laid out farm. I'm going to show you a picture on the screen now of a map of the farm. Um, and you will see that this is, you know, this is a beautifully laid out farm. Um, we will be seeing Tipica on In My Mug in the future. Uh, but if you can't wait, it was added to the site yesterday. So it is there if you want it. We also have a very special lot of the yellow bourbon. So the same varietals as this, but the yellow fruit, which is the coffee that Dale used in his signature drink and espresso. Um, he basically has red and yellow cards and the judges have to choose which one um, which won't be on in my mug because it's ridiculously expensive um, but if Dale wins maybe I'll throw it in there we'll see no pressure Dale no pressure uh, but the yellow is available to buy on the site I, I don't ex you know it, it's it's a tough one if he wins I promise I will do it as an in my mug but I'm not doing it normally because it's just so expensive so um yeah, Camillo's built this beautiful farm. He has this beautiful stock. He has some great buyers that he's very happy with. But he hasn't stopped there. He is building a new wet mill. Um, he is replanting some of the varietals to move the gardens around because he's found that some grow better in different parts to others. Um, he hasn't sat still or sat on his laurels. He really wants to keep improving it, um, which I think is fantastic. So we should talk about the numbers. Country, Colombia. Farm is called uh, Finca Santuario. The area on the farm is called Heliconis. This is a 100% red bourbon. It is a washed coffee. The, this part of the farm is, has an altitude of 2,050 metres above sea level, so Heliconis is a special part. The producer is called Camillo Merizald. Um, the closest city to the farm is Cali. It's around about two and a half hours away if the roads are clear. So I got, I got very close to it, but not close enough. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. So, um, time to show you the video, as I promised, of, of, of our direct trade uh, while I whack the camera on pause and go and make some lovely tasty drinks. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to do that and I shall be back. Ah, actually, before that, it is time for, I think it's that side, the Wheel of Death. I'm probably wrong. But time to pull out the Wheel of Death. Um, and this week it's going to be <laughs> hiccups. No, Kalita Wave. So sit back, crack out the popcorn, um, enjoy this brief interlude, and I shall be back with you in just a moment. Direct Trade is transparent, sustainable, and quality focused. 
For me, direct trade is about knowing who grew the coffee, where it comes from, and what price was paid for it. It's about having a relationship with a producer, getting to know them, going to visit them, getting an understanding for what their needs are. Direct Trade's not a charity effort. It's not about me sleeping better at night. It's about finding great coffees with great provenance and building on those relationships year on year. Anything that we call Direct Trade, we know exactly the price that was paid for it and we're heavily involved in the negotiations. At the end of the year, we'll publish that information in our relationship report and then you can see the price that we paid. This doesn't mean the rest of our buying isn't done in a similar way. We work with reputable importers who it's their job to foster and build those relationships. But with Direct Trade, it's our responsibility to make sure that that relationship is looked after and the producer is rewarded for the hard work that they do. Direct Trade is a long-term relationship. These are staple coffees that we'll see year in and year out, as long as that quality remains. It's our responsibility with the producers to make sure that, that quality does remain. It's a team approach to coffee producing and selling, but at its very heart is transparent, sustainable and quality focused. Okay, so I'm back, I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Do you know how much easier it is to do it with the cupping room just then? I don't have to climb on the roof like I did in the old, uh, old places. So much easier. So, let's dive in. It's on the nose, it just smells really, really sweet. Um, that's quite good. So I've pulled doubles today because I was using a, a machine that got blind porter filters in. So I, I've used doubles where I don't normally use doubles. So it's a bit intense, but I think that's much more what I've done than anything else. But what you do get is on the front end, you get like a... For me, it's a baker's chocolate. So it's not like a dark chocolate. And it's not like a milk chocolate. It's a baker's chocolate. Dale felt it was much more of a dark chocolate. Um, and that's what he used in his descriptors. I think it's a hair's difference. What we did agree on is there's a brown sugar, and there is a lovely brown sugar in there, and the acidity is just amazing. Uh, think plums, think stoned fruit, um, just an amazing complex acidity, uh, but super clean at the same time, like a very, very clean coffee, and um, a great espresso, great espresso. So during, the, judge, during the, the competition, the judges could choose red or yellow, so they could have had this as the espresso. They chose to go for the yellow. The yellow is a little bit more focused, a little bit sharper, so the acidity is a little bit more kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but it's a little bit more focused. Focused is a good word, I'm going to use focused. It also has a beautiful creamy edge for me. Now again, we don't necessarily agree on that, but for me, I think it really has got this creamy, creamy, beautiful edge. So, snozz are in the bowl time. Okay, so, on the smell. It's what you get in that espresso, it's that sweetness. I mean, you don't get the acidity so much, but you do smell the sweetness. And you do smell like a, a, a cocoa, cacao, chocolate kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, it's it, it just beautiful, beautiful smelling coffee. Before I dive into the milk, uh, we're going to do our map thing. So I'm going to take on a little tour. So here we are at the roastery again, because that's above here. 
um, uh, aerial view. We're going to zoom out very quickly and zoom across to uh, Colombia. So you can see here on the map, we've got uh, a couple of coffees that we have, we get from Colombia. Um, but we're going to zoom into Santuario now, so you get a rough idea. So it's in the south, very near to the city of Cali, uh, which uh, I think is something like the third biggest city in Colombia. Am I making that up? Um, but anyway, you can see there, that's a, that's a beautiful aerial shot of the farm. I'm going to show you, before we come out of that, also show you a shot of the, the farm again and the layout and all of the things that are there. So, Cool. My map fixation carries on. Thank you for all the feedback on the maps last week. Um, lots of people have sent me some tools that I'm going to have a look at as soon as I get a spare second. Um, if you don't follow me on Twitter or Facebook or the blog, we, uh, we had seven days with seven coffees uh, last week added to the site. So every day a new coffee added. I've done it again this week. So we're on day three or four now of new coffees. So 14 new coffees basically in just over two weeks. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So let's dive into the milk. My milk looked lovely and now it's all collapsed. Okay, in milk, a lot of that plum acidity is muted down. You don't get so much of that and you never do. The acidity always gets reduced in the cappuccino for me. What is increased is sweetness because you've got sweetness in the milk hitting the sweetness of the coffee. So that brown sugar just explodes. Uh, the baker's chocolate is definitely still there. So that whole kind of cooking chocolate type, you know, uh, cacao. I mean, it really is like cacao nibs a little bit. Um, and, and delicious, so yeah, I like that. So let's dive into the brood. I'm reusing mugs at the moment because I don't have any new ones, but this is one that was sent to me by a really good friend that runs a, a blog about uh, kind of coffee and ecology and, and, and stuff, and, and yeah, it's, it's one of my favourites actually because when I got to meet Julie, it was, um, yeah, it was really nice, really nice. It was like meeting somebody I'd kind of known for years but never met because I'd follow her blog all the time, but yeah. Now, this is where the judges lose out because in the Cup Brewster competition, you don't get to do brewed coffee. But that's a good brewed coffee. That plum becomes the major part in, in the brood. The acidity is everything. It is so alive and it's so clean. So the plum and the stone fruit, so think... You know, just that kind of whole, you know, kind of uh, just fruity and zesty and alive. And it's different how I remember it to last year, because last year's was much more lemon and lime. This is a much more grown-up acidity. Um, and I guess this is as the farm, as the farm grows up, you know. It, it, for me, it's better than last year. And I loved last year's, and I think last year's was better than the years before. Um, I wonder where this farm can continue to keep going because Camillo will keep pushing it for as far as it, it can go, for sure, for sure. So, let's finish up on the numbers. So, the, the farm is called Finca Santuario. The area on the farm this coffee is from is called Heliconus. It's 100% Bourbon, red Bourbon, uh, washed process, uh, altitude of 2,050 metres above sea level, owned by Cal uh, Camillo Mereldas. Oh, no, Merizald, sorry. I always get it wrong. I always stumble on it, too. Uh, closest city is Cali. And, and yeah, that's it. Um, direct trade. Anything with that on, we'll make it into our end-of-year report. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed that little video. Next week's In My Mug is going to be super exciting. I've got a guest coming on. Um, I also have... 
something that has arrived today uh, as another video, which I think will be will be stunning. I, I'm super super excited. Like could not be more excited about it. Um, I know I'm always excited. Leave me alone. Um, okay, I'm done. I'm going to wrap up. Listen, thank you very much for joining me as always. It is a pleasure, it is an honour, and do remember, life is too short.